I'll introduce you as uh, actor, voice actor, voice artist. Man with the beard. What's your intro? Future husband. Man man with the beard, future husband. (laughs) Actor auditioning from home with no connection to anybody. What's that movie? Is it a hair? Alaska Lakers, she'll say, I haven't seen it. Welcome to the Haven't Seen It podcast. It's a podcast where we bring people on the show and we get them really drunk and they tell them about a movie that I've never seen before. I'm Alenka Zach. And I'm Will. <laughs> and we're back. We yes. took a week off, guys. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys want to know why? Did we talk about this? Let me just quickly recap think, you guys. I don't think we've ever mentioned this. We've never yet. mentioned it. You guys want to know why we missed a week? Because my foreign father, yes, the one that plays the pan flute occasionally for the cats in the background of the podcast, was doing some late night woodwork and he sliced his fingy right open. So Alenka had to babysit him because he wouldn't go to the hospital. Hashtag Euro dads. Am I right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you saying only Europeans can slice their finger on woodworking? Actually, and, and this, not just slice them open, but also refuse to go to the hospital. Yeah, because th- quote unquote, gonna, he didn't want anyone at the hospital to laugh at him. It's going to get like very like xeno xenophobic or something. But I was like watching a woodworking video on Facebook the other day. And for some reason, it popped into my mind like um, it, it was all in like, I think a like a Norwegian language. And I was like, other countries do woodwork. I was just like, of course, woodworking. <laughs> I just picture like, like North American, you like it's tools. And I know, I know it was Wait, terrible. You I think was like, North America is where the tools come from? No, it's no, Europe. baby. It's stupid. In my it's mind, I'm just like, blue oh, collar I, I thought ballers it was... came from. Exactly. I just, it's never picture my mind that like other countries care about, <laughs> drills and tools as much as like that country <laughs> north american people do well honestly sometimes you're the smartest most well read person ever and other times you're just a total doofus well speaking of our guest <laughs> hey <laughs> he's back we have him back on the show you've all been waiting you remember that deep deep beardy voice it's yeah. uh Wonderful uh, actor, voice actor, Hayden Finkelstein. Hello. Welcome back. Shalom. Thank you. I'm very excited to be back. We're excited to have you back. Thanks. Last time you ruined a movie I thought I liked, so I look forward to Can't wait to do it again, baby. (laughs) No, you can't. I love this movie. Yes, I'm actually pretty scared. I feel it in my bones. It should be, and like it really should be your goal to try to pick as many holes and shitty things. (laughs) Don't please, dog. It's so good. (laughs) I don't know if I will. I'm feeling emotional. I think this is going to suck me right in. Makes good, me good, upset. good. Yes. So what movie are we talking about, Hayden? We're watching cats. her from, I think, oh, I think it's Cats. No, we're watching her uh, from 2013, I think, directed by Spike Jones. Yeah. 2013, Jones. really? This is just, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is writer directorial debut, isn't it? Uh, or is it I think that, that I can look that up. I think it's you're like right about that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the case. Yeah. The guy uh, who produced Jackass films made this movie, which is really shut up. Really odd. <laughs> it's a really? solo screenwriting debut. That's what it is. Yeah. As I learned mm-hmm. on Wikipedia just now. He just yeah. followed his passion, I guess. He was like, I did Jackass to get out here and now I'm here. Except I'm do some real Phoenix? stuff. 
Yeah. Walking. Yeah. Walking Phoenix too. Yeah. This I knew. Amy Adams. Oh, Amy that's Adams, a stellar yeah. cast. It is good. Yeah, Scott, Chris Pratt. So they got a small part in it. What? Oh yeah. I thought it was just yeah. strictly Joaquin the whole time. <laughs> I don't remember seeing no. anybody else in yeah. the trailers. That would be a very different movie, even sadder movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like other characters like bring a little bit of levity to this very very upsetting film. Oh, no. and to be to be totally transparent, Chris Pratt is in it for like maybe seven minutes collectively. Like it's it, Which it's, Chris it's mainly Pat? Joaquin skinny Pena. Chris Pratt or Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. Uh, Ow, I think it's I think I mean, it's he's kind never of, been skinny. This is mid. This is mid buff. This is like he's kind of buff in this movie. Yeah, I, I guess think. buff. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. This is where he was packing on pounds, but like still working out really hard just before Guardians, I believe. Guardians of the Galaxy. So. Yeah, I yeah, like he's Tom not like when he was in Parks and Rec. Yeah. No, I'd say he's not. Yeah, he's not dad bod. Somehow seemed less Chris douchey Pratt. when he was dad bod. <laughs> this is like yeah. a good middle ground, Chris Pratt, where he does feel like a douchebag in the movie a little bit, mm. but mm. he's still kind of cute, and you want to like poke him. Yeah, and stuff. I mean, he, yeah, <laughs> this is pre. I'm all about my conservative religion and the military, Chris Pratt. Now is that a thing? <laughs> Oh yeah, people are like just waiting for him to say the really wrong things because uh, he already supports like a church that supports conversion therapy. Whoa, no way, really? He's never really come out and said anything about it, and he's what? like every second post is about the military. Which take that as you will. Yeah, but the conversion—I <laughs> mean, that's, that's pretty has disappointing. Some things. Yeah, he's dealing wow. with in a bad way. <laughs> you know what? Try not to pass judgment on people just because they're different. He's just doing a different way. He's just doing a different thing. You keep uh, being which is kind of what the movie Her is about. He's doing a it a bit, different yeah. way. Yeah, he I'm can go so his own way. Stressed. Not Chris Pratt. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Own way. In fact, Chris Pratt is the least judgmental person in this movie. So. Yeah, Chris Pratt's actually really? pretty cool in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, why, why did you pick Her? Her? Why'd you pick her? Who? I mean, I'll stop <laughs> no. doing that now. We can stop. We can stop. We that only get one. Right we only get one. <laughs> um, oh, it's well. So it's like it's in my. It's for sure in my top favorite films. Uh, for now, like no, it is, and it will be after two. Uh, it's just it's so excellent, and I rewatched it this morning with a lot of fear in my heart because of what you did to Across the Universe for me last time <laughs> I was on. I didn't uh, do it. You did, it you did, did and itself. you were happy about it. <laughs> it did do it to itself. Uh, Julie Taymor did it. Um, but I rewatched it and I was nervous in the first five minutes. I was really nitpicking the kind of exposition and I was like, oh no, it's a bit heavy handed, whatever. And then I got through like the first 20 minutes and I was in tears until the end again, just because it's it's so excellent. It's so, so good. And the music is amazing in it. Mm. Why, what's so. the I feel vibe? like it's everything I want in a movie all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I'll leave you with that vague I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I forgot how great it was. I saw it one, this is like only my, oh no, it's my third time because apparently um, my partner Sam and I watched this with my mom. She remembers because she remembers. <laughs> you were asleep. The very awkward um, <laughs> sexual encounters in this movie. And oh, yeah. Talks about that. Um, watching it both with her dad once, but then also with my mom. So she Wait, you watched it one awkward. time separate 
with her father and then no 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 i watched it i watched it by myself one time and then the second time i watched it was apparently with sam and my mom sam herself the first time she watched it was with her dad and then the second time was with my mom so she's had two awkward kind of it's interesting that sam watched it with her father and then was like yeah green light on watching with your mom <laughs> yeah, yeah she forgot she forgot about the awkward moments. Oh, well no. really most of it isn't that there's just no. a couple moments that are pretty yeah pretty yeah long yeah long long yeah <laughs> that's true yeah but i forgot how great it was it was uh it's a really cool film mm. and i can't wait to talk about it but good, i yeah. alenka what what do you know about this movie and what do you what do you think it's about <laughs> So I thought that it was basically the story of a guy that falls in love with like an operating system. Right? Yeah. Keep going. That's like, no, that's it. <laughs> like he falls in love. Like, um, I mean, I can guess like he's a little socially inept, we'll say. And then he, um, you know, he gets the new iPhone 5S or <laughs> something <it>. and <laughs> and it upgrades overnight. Not that he like expressly said he wanted to, it just did it. And then it starts whatever. Suri starts talking back to him and he's like, Whoa, I can actually have a conversation with this thing. And so he forms this like bond with this thing because it's the only thing he's ever maybe had successful like social interaction with. So he forms this connection and ends up the small actual real life human connections he has is dwindle because he starts obsessing over this phone. And uh, I'm going to say he just kills himself at the end. Yeah, just throw it in for good measure. Yeah, might as well. I don't know. I'm just thinking he probably does because maybe his like he gets run over by a, he drops it in the toilet. I don't know. You know, drops in the toilet. That'd be that. Kills that'd be himself. the perfect ending. Yeah. Yeah. I I really I honestly didn't know what else. I don't know what else could happen other than yeah. Like I can just envision like a slew of really just awkward. But I thought probably not funny, but like you know uncomfortable like weird not weird i don't want to say weird because i'm sure there's just people out there that are in love with inanimate objects and again try not to pass judgment here because you're different <laughs> but like going to dinner sharing a bread bowl with a phone <laughs> you're i mean you're not far off i don't know what else could happen no, not at all maybe they get married Especially the, i don't the know apple part the apple part is close Oh, I bet you he programs it to say certain things to him, too, which just makes me so upsetty spaghetti. I mean, I do that with my Google Home all the time, so. Yeah, and it's depressing, Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. My partner <laughs> oh, was doing that with the Google Home for a while, and it, we would just, like, turn into, like, an insult war. So <laughs> be like, she'd, like, she'd, like, have it programmed to tell me that my name was, like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a big dumb Jew. Yikes. <laughs> oh, oh, so, uh. Love you too, babe. You turned your Google Home into an anti-Semitic device. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, a, it's like an that. Aryan Google Home. Movie. Yeah. Oh. So I'm I mean, sure yeah, you, you kind of you basically gave the one word plot synopsis of the movie, which is a man falls in love with his operating system. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's basically yeah, it's basically accurate. It's just like I think your your idea of how much agency he has to change stuff about the operating system is is off. But other than that, it was pretty bang on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be shocked if I got this wrong. <laughs> well, uh, you must be confused about the drink, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was the drink? I'm just like drinking a tall can of beer. Yeah. Moon juice. Well, the, the drink is called Moon Juice. Moon right. juice. That's what the drink is called. Um, we'll figure that out later. And f- honestly, the drink itself. None of the ingredients are like movie references, but the look of the drink is very much the aesthetic of the movie. Let me see. Which uh, the drink is is like sepia toned. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's, there's a red and there's a yellow lemon on top. So what you want to do is you want to get some rum and some grenadine, some soda water and some (laughs) lime juice. And then you garnish it with a lemon and you get moon juice. It is kind of the color palette of the poster. Yeah, the color palette of in the movie in general, there's a lot of reds and yellows in this yeah, movie. That's true. Why? Um, what do those it's just symbolize? A cool, it's a very much like it's very much like this movie is very deep, but this the 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 filming of it is very much just like a graphic designer film this movie. It's so clean mm. edges, very like muted, kind the, of pastel colors. The colors are meant to like be, that. I think, also kind of like a hip Dreamy? take on like vintage, like vintage, but if it was in the oh. future, yeah. if it was Why? in the future, because it's cool and twenty year olds who play cool. the ukulele like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in That's, the future, you only got two options for the future: either like cyberpunk leather, everything's wet and te- techno, <laughs> yes. or everyone dresses like a Stepford wife, you know, and everything looks like the most look hipster like? white person. I like everything's everyone. wet and techno. Yeah. yeah, that's the uh, that's future, my, that's, baby. Yeah, it always that's Blade Runner. I was just going to say that like not... Black Mirror. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. Well, well uh, let's get into this. Uh, I'm just going to cry. Lovely, yeah, yeah. lovely, sad-ass so movie. Sad-ass. Hayden, how does this movie start? All right, let me remember from this morning when I rewatched it. Okay, so... Oh, right, so we're, we're basically... We're introduced... Uh, to Theodore uh, Twombly, I'm seeing now his last name. name. Twombly. Twombly. Is the worst name ever. That's how he should speak. (laughs) Theodore Uh, Twombly. Theodore Twombly. He (laughs) is played uh, by Joaquin Phoenix. And he, see, this is, so this is why I said that like in the first five minutes, I was like, oh shit, is this going to actually be really heavy handed? Because it kind of is for the first five minutes. And then it gets, they just do it really well. So it doesn't matter. But the first five minutes, take it with a grain of salt, it is a little heavy-handed in terms of like exposition and theme. But as I, as will be no surprise to you, uh, he is uh, like a lonely mm, kind of recluse of a guy mm-hmm. who is his. It's this is set in the like not too distant future, but it's unclear what year it is. Yeah. But the technology is, is pretty advanced. Twenty twenty one. I mean, it totally could be like I. It could be set in 2021, even though it's this is not what 2021 looks like right it's, now. But <laughs> yeah, it's really not too far off. No. Okay. But uh, but uh, so we discover that he is like uh, his job is that he writes love letters, pr- pr- maybe not exclusively love letters, but like letters in general, like thought, like person to person. Uh, letters he writes them on behalf of other people so for example like if i wanted to write an anniversary card to my wife 
I would hire mm-hmm. Theodore and he would write it. And he's like studied our relationship usually for many years. He's been writing our letters to each other for many, many years. Uh, and they like appear <laughs> handwritten. That's very just odd so service. Weird. Very impersonal, but personal. Yeah, it's so that's weird. So... <laughs> Ew. But he, he dictates them and the computer writes them in their handwriting because essentially the service is probably like, hey, give us samples of your handwriting. Yeah, give us what presumably. your relationship is sort of like, and we'll write letters for you to each other. Uh... And some people, some of these letters, both recipients do this. So it's not like yeah, one guy is like, uh, 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 I'm writing this personal letter, but actually I'm getting a service to do it. It's literally like both of them are like, we're both using this service to write letters that aren't saying the words we actually say. Right. So right. why? And, yeah. Why? This is like, well, I think this could be like where the movie is not heavy handed, but very much just like, this is what society has become. Yeah, you get, you get the <laughs> sense. Where we write letters to each other that are nothing and we could literally just not read them because we both know they're not coming from each other anyways. <laughs> well, yeah. it's like you get the sense. Yeah, no, it is a little heavy handed, right? Like this, it, it is like you get the sense it's like society has drifted so far apart. But Theodore actually has lots of feelings, even though, you know, he hasn't had a successful relationship or whatever, like. He's the he's the guy who has all the feelings. So you don't have to. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what you're introduced to. And although this whole world is designed by like a minimalist graphic designer, like the company's like the name of the company is literally just handwrittenletters.com. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no fancy name for it. It's just handwrittenletters.com. And they, they work in like a cool carpeted what looks like a university dorm area yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, it's very much like what is it like like yeah like late 70s like or mid 70s feel but all future yeah 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 so so that's <laughs> yeah. that's where that's where and you're introduced to theodore who is writing cards for people but you get the vibe right away that he's kind of lonely uh even though he, he's writing this poetry and you meet also who's not very important i don't even remember his name let's see uh oh. Paul, played by Chris Pratt, who works, you get the vibe that he kind of works reception at this company, maybe? Yeah, he's like the receptionist. He takes the phone calls. He doesn't write the letters. He doesn't have the words to, because it's very clear. Because kind of, we open, we kind of open with Joaquin Phoenix writing this letter, but he's like speaking to the camera. And then it's revealed, oh, he's writing a letter. This Right, the computer's kind of dictating. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And then okay, Chris okay. Pratt yes. is just like this guy who doesn't even who doesn't speak as eloquently as Joaquin Phoenix does in those moments. So you kind of get the sense he's not a better writer. He's a he's it's just, just a fun dude. This was one of the very few moments, as I mentioned at the beginning, that feels like they they gave too much information that wasn't required. Like I think the first line that Chris Pratt says is like, "Hey Theodore, letter writer six hundred seventy two. I am a big fan of your work." It's like we already know he's a letter writer. Why you gotta repeat it? <laughs> That's his job. It's very clear. Yeah, you filmed this guy. Why you say again? They literally pan out, and other people are at other desks writing different letters. Like there's clearly, clearly this like man who's just like, like I hope your trip on the cruise was great, Grandma. Like he's literally writing from the perspective of like a teenager or a kid. Right, (laughs) right, right. Like many people use the service. (laughs) And so yeah, this kid get the money for this, huh? (laughs) His allowance. That tooth fairy money. Oh shit! Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the first 10 15 minutes is basically establishing what his life is in the society because, yeah okay yeah because what happens next after he leaves the office uh, let's see i'm gonna take a look oh he runs here. into his neighbor oh no he he gets on the elevator with a bunch of people and 
everyone's like on their phone and their phone is basically like an earpiece in which he can be like next message, next message, next email, what? next news item. Um, and then he has this little flip out touchscreen thing in which he can see images and other things that might right. be relevant to what he's like talking right. to. Emails or whatever. Yeah. But the first thing he does is he's just kind of like play a melancholy song. Like not even a specific song, just a sad song, please. What the play heck? me a sad song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like again, the beginning is a little <laughs> yeah. but it gets really he's good. He's a sad um, boy. Like he's already walking through the world like Charlie Brown, and we don't need him to say yes, play a sad right. song for me, please. <laughs> that's just play that. yeah. Um yeah, and so and, and the other thing that's important maybe is that the like so it's an earpiece and then like a little phone type thing that you leave in your pocket. Um and you can speak to it and it will listen to you, but the voice is very much like whatever personal assistant you would have on your phone now. Like it's next email is from whatever and it'll start reading it to you. Okay. Delete. Like there's nothing, there's nothing personal. It, it sounds very much like what your phone would sound like. Yeah. Today. Okay. Yeah. And they also were, they, they show in a couple different scenes in this opening, but the, like that he's obviously also just kind of like, He's horny. He's horny as fuck. This oh. Yeah, they do show right that now. actually. They make, they There's make like a, a moment where the news emails is like, oh, uh, new nude photo shoot of some famous model, pregnant photos. And he's like holding on to the like the news item. He goes, show me. And then he takes out the phone and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's kind Which, of, it's a funny moment where you're just like, he's skipping through all this political bullshit. There's a little bit of like world exposition about like the merger of, there's like a merger of Asia. I think it's Asia. China and India. Yeah, China and India are merging into one country, sort of thing. So this is like yeah. it's the future, and political it's things the future, are happening. You guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty purposefully vague, though. Like it's just like this is sometime soon, but not now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he's horny, uh, and he runs in. He goes to his like uh his building, his condo or apartment. He has a really nice. Uh, apartment but uh um, presumably he gets paid well to do this yeah there's a ton of letter writers oh yeah but i guess they all just get paid a shit ton of money to do this job yeah nobody One feels about anymore. this whole movie i realized uh, yeah. is this is just like the art house version of 500 days of summer oh <laughs> like, yeah tom, tom hansen in that movie is like a, a greeting card writer <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a little bit. Right. And it's like I don't remember that movie because you know. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 really just like this movie, but more art housey and award winning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, take that Zoe Deschanel. They're both in LA, so And this movie has Rooney Mara in it, who's kind of also Zoe Deschanel. Ugh, yeah, that's the true. Worst. Very but but she is the art house award winning Zoe De, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe, yeah. yeah. Zoe okay. Deschanel does doesn't win awards. Is it She's Zoe or Oscar. Zoe? I always thought it was Zoe Deschanel. It's I don't think it's I don't think it's. No, I think it has two O's in it. <laughs> doesn't mean it's pronounced Zoe though. It must be. Why would you put two O's? Aiden, please, please <laughs> no, don't on. do this. I think it's Zoe. Zoe. If it's Zoe, no, no. Everybody owes me. It's not. <laughs> It, you know what? It fucking would be Zooey because she just has to be so quirky. Oh, fuck. Well, the computer's telling me it's Zoe, but I'm going to call her Zooey Let's call her Zooey. It'll be one of those yeah. things, too, where no one's going to actually correct you because they're just going to be like, eh, he didn't. Did he really just say that? This man's been mispronouncing that name his whole life. Zooey Deschanel. Yikes. All right. Any, any person on. I meet. <laughs> Hello, Zooey. <laughs> I make every name just a little bit more exciting. 
<laughs> just a little, just and a little wrong. fantastical, yes, just a little fun. William. <laughs> no, it's Will. I am. Will. I am. That's, that's you. What, that's what people. Some people in high school called me. Okay. Unoriginal. <laughs> Not because of my amazing rapping abilities, but because my name spelled was wrong. William. Yeah, that's that's fair. There we go. No, we get it. All right. So Twombly. Theodore Twombly. Twombly. He, uh, Twombly. That's how he arrives really at his apartment. Sure. Uh, he runs into in the elevator his, uh, his one of his neighbors, who's sort of revealed. It's kind of slowly. It's, I feel like it's kind of slowly. They're just they they know each other quite well, and they they're they're caught. They used to go to college together. Yeah, they've known each other okay. for a long time. This yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams oh, okay. and his her husband. Uh, what's his face? I don't know her husband's <laughs> name. He's not. He is a Charles. Kind of, he's not really an important Charles. He's not really that important. But they're in the no, elevator. He's an insta douchebag, though. Yeah, he's, oh, it's nice. very clear. Him and Amy Adams have like no chemistry, even though they're married. Uh, uh, and Joaquin Phoenix and Amy classic. Adams have instant chemistry because they've been you know, like, best friends for years. You know the like white guy who's always like devil's advocate. Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's who he is no. basically all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So they run into the elevator and even they know he's fucking sad all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're, it's pretty explicit. They're like basically the conversation is like, how's your sad life? Pretty sad. Have a good day. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's kind what? of the conversation. It's like a, I'm deciding if I'm going to play video games or masturbate. And then. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> no, say that, did he really say that? Because yeah, he's, but it's clear he's very open with Amy because or her name is what's her name? Um. Uh, Amy. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> the, the character's, character's name, name is, is Amy, Amy too. Um, nice. She's, well he's very open with Amy because it's very clear they're like very good friends. They're open with each other. She's How like a documentary a filmmaker. Friend? Well, he's not. So he is not like a weird dude in ways. He is weird, but he's actually quite charming, nice guy when he's in certain situations. Like he's not. Uh, no, he's not like super mega awkward. It's just like you. Yeah. You learn later that he has a hard time. Um, uh, being open with people on a like super deep level, but like as a friend, like Amy. he's obviously very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Amy get on pretty good. Mm-hmm. So then he goes and he plays futuristic video games in his living room, in which he's like using his hands to be like a climbing person of some sort. It's kind of right. like this project. It like projects in the whole room, and he's like, like right in front of him. Yeah, cool. Uh, and apparently, the guy who designed this video game projection type thing actually was inspired to actually create a couple video games. Oh, sure. So really? he, yeah. He created uh, this game called mountain game. And it's literally just like you choose a couple things at the very top and then it's supposed to run in the background while you're working or something. And whatever you choose will, will, will shape whatever this mountain world becomes. And it just like asteroids might hit it, all this other stuff. Well, that's cool. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But it's more or less a, like an introspective, not non-playable game game right. type thing but uh yeah An it inspired him to create some his own video games to create these like fake video games that's cool yeah uh and then after he's done playing video games is the first awkward sexual scene that uh, i had referenced <laughs> oh right Do we, but we're not we're not introduced to anything he about his previous relationship it. yet are we Wait, what does he? I'm not. He might have a little bit of flashbackiness, doesn't he? In bed, doesn't he? Does it, he's lying in bed and he kind of has some flashbacks of her, doesn't he? I think, or is that, that I, think, I think it's that first. Yeah, you you, yeah. you basically like you start to learn. Though I don't remember how much information is given at what point, but you start to learn that he had a relationship. I think it's at this moment, and it's like the typical 
drama like you know he's lying in bed alone in the dark and you see moments of like you know his ex in the camera like looking lovingly at him and you know <laughs> like it's just yeah. like a montage of fun moments but but at this point i right. think you don't know if she's deceased or if they're divorced uh, or you know broken up or whatever mm-hmm. right yeah and then it's the 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 moment you're referring to well yeah and so he like phones uh or call yeah, calls like a phone sex line. Or like gotcha. Singles are looking to hook up via phone sex. Yeah. And so he's like scrolling through, you know, next, next people's like me- like intro messages. One of which is like, I want you to break me in half. And he's like, next. <laughs> next. <laughs> but then there's this one, this one woman who's just like, oh, I'm just laying in bed, can't can't get to sleep. And just, you know, I'm a little lonely. And he's like, send message. Okay. And they begin like a little conversation. You know who plays her, by the way? No. It's I, I didn't know this either, but I looked it up. It's Kristen Wig. Really? What? Yeah, which makes, sense makes so much sense. Yeah. The way it goes. Because basically yeah. they start having this conversation that pretty immediately gets pretty hypersexual. And it looks like it's like, I mean, it's a little gross to watch it from the outside. Uh, it's awkward because he's just sitting it, there like talking and it's just like, it's just audio which is somehow even more awkward like yeah. i want to i'd rather see visual if i'm hearing what i'm hearing right now. but at least it's like oh this is going well for him like they're good they're both it's consensual and they're both having a sexual experience whatever but then like right at the like climax of everything she she like verbalizes to him like like they're play, they're like role playing like when they were in the bed together and then at one point she just goes yeah and choke me with the cat and he's like pardon me and he discovers that <laughs> her fantasy is to be choked out with presumably a dead i think it's a dead oh no cat? she says dead cat oh she's, she's pretty like, clear that yeah, it's yeah, dead. the dead cat and he's like From beside the bed and there's a pig pause there's like uh okay i'm i'm choking you with the cat it's dead it's a dead cat i'm choking you <laughs> with its with tail dead its cat. tail is around your neck what the hell yeah. <laughs> and then she that's just finishes. so odd she yeah, finishes oh and it's like okay good night it goes there was a lot of weird extreme kind of hilarious comedy but like really random and very almost just like where did that come from yeah you get the sense that like he ran into Kristen wig in a hallway and was like oh shit you don't be funny <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's odd so that happens so again then, further further showing how right. like he's horny like in the middle of the night he's like i'm phoning phone sex lines horny and sad yeah. and alone yeah yeah uh, and then where do we go uh, Is oh, then, started then, crying, Hayden? <laughs> no, not yeah. yet, but actually pretty soon. Were <laughs> you like, oh, I want to be choked by a dead cat? <laughs> <Pretty bad cat. laughs> <laughs> and then I heard my cat in the next room and it was all very emotional. Um, <laughs> no, I think is the next scene when he already goes and purchases the, the OS. Yeah, basically he's wandering around huh. the mall. Another thing about obviously the future world, everyone's also got the earpiece on their little things and everyone's kind of just swiping in saying next to their shit no one's having That's like so weird at least on his commute home they weren't yeah yeah anyway he's like wandering around this mall and then it's like ooh, the future of os's like personalize your every need organize your life yeah like they're selling operating systems like you like they had on their phone before but what used to be like a mega robotic voice is now right. like ooh, buy this organic OS. Like it, it has intuition. Like it, 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 uh, it knows you. It learns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, okay, got it. Got it. 
So yeah. then he buys it, I guess, uh, and immediately back to his apartment. He's setting it up. It's all super cool, designed by a minimalist graphic designer. Everything looks sleek. That's what, what I like about it. And everything looks super sleek yeah, on does. all the screens and everything. That's fair. Uh, and then we're introduced. Well, we're introduced to a male voice at first. Okay. Um, and then he, the voice asks if he wants a male or female voice. And he says female because he's horny AF. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's when he we're plays introduced. It off that, that moment sticks in my head. He's always like, whoa, well, female, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe I'd go with a male. A bit. You're a horny little boy, aren't you? Joaquin. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh. and we're immediately introduced to uh, the voice, uh, which is Scarlett Johansson. Oh, it her. is. She's yeah. so excellent in this movie. So good. And originally it was actually Samantha Morton. The yeah, actress Samantha Morton. Yeah, she did all the See, recordings. She recorded everything. And she, I think she was on set too, per, perhaps. And uh, Scarlett Johansson was recorded later. They just oh. like, it just worked out that. Oh, no, but she recorded all this stuff and they didn't use her. Well, that the sucks. whole thing, she's she's credited as a producer on the film. Like she, her and oh. Spike Jones are like friends and collaborators. Oh, wow. So she did. She was on set, she's I think, and, re- and recorded all the lines and also was on set to like throw lines back and forth and stuff. Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. At the end of the that. day, after cuts and stuff, Spike just didn't like the voice or he just didn't feel like there's the voice he wanted so they got oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. yeah she's so I, I don't love like there's very few things that i'll see scarlet I, I like her i think she's a perfectly good actor but I, I there's nothing i watch her in with the exception of jojo rabbit where i go oh this movie is like better for having her in it like i'm usually like that was good but mm-hmm. this is mm. this and jojo rabbit are the two where i go she fucking like made this movie she's yeah, so that's, good that's how i felt about mm. i watched the island today <laughs> The one with no, you and McGregor? <laughs> yeah. And you felt what? that way about her in that? Yeah, I was like, this movie is made so much better. It's already not that great, but it's made better with her. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing I feel about The Island is, wow, this is going to be a, te- we don't have to go down this road, but the, you know the scene where, what's his name? Uh, the no. big guy who gets hooked up to the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Why are Michael you holding Clark your Duncan? chest like that? Because he got hooked up to the table. He I have to, he's bro? got big pecs. Oh. That's I went to theater school, so I have to show my work. Um, <laughs> but he gets hooked up to the table. The only this is the only time I ever think of this movie is because I'm a white Jew who's predisposed to lots of diseases. I got uh, when I was like twenty, a uh, like baseline colonoscopy done. And when I was on the table, mm. I was like, "Hmm, I am Michael Clark Duncan <laughs> in the island." And I woke up in the mi- I woke up in the middle, and I was like, "What's in my ass?" And then they like turn it up, and I, oh, I, but no. it felt to me like that moment with Michael <gasps> Clark Duncan was pulling off the yeah. Stuff. You're, 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 lanky, you're lanky and Jewish. You're definitely Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> lanky Jewish Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> um. Yeah, but anyway, no, she, her voice is great. And then he asks her, well, what do I call you? And she kind of immediately says, you can call me Samantha. Yeah, okay. and he asks her, like, oh, did you just come up with that? And she's like, yeah, well, you asked me. And I figured, well, I should have a name. So I read a book of, you know, thousand best baby names in under 0.5 seconds. And I picked Samantha because I liked it the best. Um, hmm. So it's clear that she's like hyper, hyper intelligent, hyper right. quick at learning stuff and yeah. is very quick to evolve. Yeah. Mm. And clearly like, like the juxtaposition mm. of his like, oh, next email, next email. 
Samantha is like breathing and like laughing lightly and, you know, being a real person. That's part of the performance that I like the best is that they like you, they really get the sound of her breathing on the mic. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I realized that sounds like <laughs> not like that, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it sounds very organic. And this yeah. is the part where I start crying because then it goes, it cuts to oh. a wide and it's like Joaquin Phoenix, like oh. sitting on a chair, like just listening to her and they're like laughing and having a conversation. It's the first time where you're like, Oh, this is a real genuine connection, but it's with an operating system. And it makes me sad. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. And there's even like a, the she organizes like all his emails and stuff and looks through like, I guess, hundreds of old emails because he used to work for um, there's a bunch of these emails he hasn't deleted from uh, the L.A. <laughs> Times or something. He used to work for them. Something, yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, I've been keeping them because I thought there was some funny things in there I might have wrote. And she's like, yeah, there are some funny things. I think we can keep 84 of these emails. And he's just like. Oh, like he was like hoping all of them were gold, but she's mm-hmm. like, no, 84 of them are actually pretty funny. The rest we can delete. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So she's Amy. helping him. She's funny. It's a genuine connection. She's learning lots of info. And from this so point on, learning. the movie is fucking gold. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel yeah, very from this strongly. point on the movie, there's a lot of, there's some montage bits, but there's a lot of significant, like, moments you learn about him yeah. and also about how Samantha's learning and also his ex relationship and just oh, all so these good. Things. Yeah. So what happens, what majorly happens next? Um, majorly. I'm looking on Wikipedia just to remember. So, uh, Oh, right. So a friend, I forget which, if it matters, which friend, I don't think so has been trying to convince Theodore to go on a blind date. Oh yeah. Amy, it's Amy's, uh, friend. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's and Amy's like acquaintance that, she's trying to set him up with and it's olivia wilde um who's obviously okay. like gorgeous and very cool uh and theodore's looking at the pictures and is like i don't know if i want to go and samantha the os pops in and is like oh my god you should totally like go on this date mm-hmm. um, interesting i guess they're trying to set up that like you know at first there's she's just an os like there's no immediate there's just love right him. away <laughs> yeah yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i think he's mm-hmm. on the date i think that's the yeah. next big thing he goes meets her on a date they have like a really great time this is where you see like oh he's actually kind of charming and funny and nice like he's and has like jokes he's not a weird dude yeah right. yeah although they do have this like it's a me almost like immediate weird sexual banter although i guess this is supposed to be like maybe an hour and two after dinner i think what they talking. do is they like it starts at the beginning of the date and then they're like shall we go to the bar and then it cuts <laughs> to like an hour later yeah i yeah. think is what it is yeah, because then they're just like after COVID vibes. Oh my god! Yeah, basically, nice. yeah. <laughs> with with yeah, Olivia Wilde, wow. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, you're like a little puppy. I want to yeah. hug, and he's like, oh, I don't want to be a puppy. That's like weak. I want to be like a dragon. And then there, he's like, yeah, a dragon. I'm gonna bury my scales in your lair or something. I don't know. Like he doesn't say that, but like it gets to a point where like, oh, they're like dirty talking about him being a dragon. Dragons bury my Weird. scales in your lair. Because yeah, then the implication is that the dragon has to remove its own skin. It's just so painful. <laughs> that's not how dragons work. So I so I'm told. I don't know. So Game of Thrones has told me. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then what? And then is it just like I yeah, think hard cut to them like making out outside, macking out on the street? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But then she makes she's like, I need like to know that like you're gonna call me back, like you're not just gonna fuck me and leave. Oh, right. 
Right? And he, he hesitates. He immediately like can't really? commit to that. Yeah. Why? I thought he wanted companionship. Because he's a lonely boy. So that companionship's I that's confusing though. Well he no, it's well, it's kind of like it's more like it's I don't think you're supposed to know this by now, but he's like obviously still a little hung up on his ex wife. Yeah, you, you learn like, it makes more sense as the movie goes on and you learn more about the relationship he's kind of freshly ish out of. Yeah. And but then, then she's like, just like so she kind of like it's okay to hesitate when someone's like I need like a commitment right now on this first date. I think that's okay to hesitate because then she says a fucked up thing where she goes, "You're a really creepy, dude," and like walks away, and you're like, "Oh, that's uncomfortable." <laughs> yeah, it does. It does feel very much. And what and this is what I like that moment does feel rather quick. Uh, like it feels like they were like, ah, pull some dialogue out. We need to cut some time. Um, Because it does feel a bit unearned. But what I like about it is both those actors are really, really good. And it genuinely feels like two complicated, kind of problematic people not connecting. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, I I actually like that moment a lot. Yeah. You know, like she's got shit going on that unfortunately we just don't learn about, but he's got Mm -hmm. shit going on. Like, it just feels, it it doesn't feel completely unjustified to me. Okay. I guess so. Yeah. I guess he did talk about being a dragon and they got sexual, yeah. so that could justify yeah. saying he's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He also has a, a mustache. If you've seen the poster, Alenka, which you probably have. I've seen have. the poster. Yeah. Mustache he's got a mustache, which mustaches can be stylish. And I think he rocks it. But then there's times where you're like, okay, it's, he looks a little weird. He looks like <laughs> <Nice>. a weirdo. <laughs> Don't always mustache. trust the person with a mustache, but. Yeah. They usually ride the line, they make a choice. Um, well, no one rides that mustache in this movie. But. All no right. Well, <laughs> sort of, sort of, sort of, <laughs> kind <guess> of, so. <laughs> a little right bit. Now. Oh, in I a think way, I know what's gonna happen. So I'm just looking what happens <laughs> I know next. What's gonna happen. I, well, I next think... he goes. No, yeah, next he goes home. Like he goes home from the date, and it's kind of yeah. like, oh, that makes me feel sad. But then, like Samantha. So there's this thing God, where like does Samantha anything not make him. him feel sad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Samantha, Wait, phones, Samantha him. phones him throughout That's the movie. Weird. Like, well, there's like an indicator on his phone, and he can put his earpiece in to talk to Samantha. It's Samantha calling. Yeah, him. It's, it's not it's like when the, he powers. Like she exists, whether the phone is on or not. Yeah, she's always existing, doing in things. The technology universe. Yeah. Okay. In the binary, and she can call mm-hmm. him and be like, "Hey, what up?" <laughs> Yeah, kind of. It kind of yeah, that's what kind of happens with the movie is that once they but, start developing their friendship it, a bit more, it's a lot but, like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, I was just you know reading all the words ever to exist. That's weird. <laughs> but it starts with her just like calling to be like, hey, you got an email or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So she's like, she wants to know how the date went, and he's kind of explaining it and how he was feeling. Again, such a horny boy. He's just like, just wanted someone to have sex with me i wanted to have sex with her i wanted someone to want me to have sex with them like he's and it's kind of his first person view of the the date in his memory mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. he's laying in his bed mm. yeah and then she starts talking about kind of like like starting to feel like she, like she wonders what it would be like to have like a physical body or something like that yeah yes Interesting. Yeah, she, and I think also around the same time she starts asking about 
his relationship with Amy too. And that's when you learn that they were friends in college and had like a brief stint dating maybe, or they tried to date once, but it didn't go anywhere, but they're just good friends. But yeah, yeah. She, she starts kind of yearning for a physical, not yearning, but she starts kind of questioning what it might be like, I think to, Mm -hmm. to exist in the physical world. Yeah. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. She also likes, wants to watch him sleep. Yeah, that, so he, though I think that that's a later thing. No, that's a later thing. Yeah, yeah. But this is the moment. This is a big did they moment, like right? this test the these operating systems before they flung them out on the market? <laughs> well, this is the point. It's like this is all uniquely organic. It's all happening now. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure, like this part also does kind of happen fast. But again, the acting is so good that it kind of justifies it. Like they basically end up having sex sort of verbal sex yeah Yeah. just like his phone sex except he's more into it there's no dead cats this time around right but But it's very so yeah basically she's like you know there's a kind of a point of no return in the when they're talking they're talking and they're just talking very intimately not like sexual but then she's like 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 what stuff like you, what if I were lying in bed with you? What would that feel yeah, like? Because she wants to know to what it would be like to have a body. Yeah. Well, what right. would you do if I was lying next to you? And that's kind of the point where she says that. And it's actually really great because there's there's almost like this slight pause, but it's not like so apparent. But it is this slight pause in his reaction because then it's kind of like this point of no return. He's like, "Well, I guess I'm having sex with an OS." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's again, it's like unclear the realm in which she exists, but it's becomes very clear very quickly that when he starts describing the sensations of like being intimate physically, she can kind of in whatever that looks like, feel that for herself. Mm-hmm. I see. And then they have phone sex. And, but this is part number two where Hayden <laughs> cries because it is very awkward oh. and long, but they like start getting intimate on the phone. Well, like just verbally and it cuts to black, like everything, or it like fades to a black screen. And for like a minute and a half or two minutes, like you just hear them having phone sex with one another, one another. And it like, I'm she, sorry. this is where you cried. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. And don't laugh at me. I'm, I'm deeply sorry. like both of you put together. Yes, this is why I cry. My tears are a testament it's to that. It's so beautiful to hear it organic. It is. No, listen, hear like, me out. So what happens sesh. is, it fades to black, but for like two minutes, they're just like having sex. And it's clear that it's just, it's so meaningful to her. And for him, it, it's like the first real big actual like connection we see in the film. And it's just so deeply sad because right away it's like these two people like could never work out. It's obvious right away. It's just like One's could never not work a out. person. Well, yeah, it's like. What's that for? Is it Fiddler on the Roof? A, a bird may love a fish, but where would they build a home? It's that. It's that whole thing. And it's so <laughs> deeply sad. Uh, so I cry while they have sex. Yes, I do. Even, <laughs> yes, I do. At one point, she's like screaming. Yeah, yeah. She, you're, she comes, you're, you're inside of me. You're she inside comes pretty hard. Of me. <laughs> but I cried over it. I do. I think it's That's really weird. sad. I think it's sad. Um, What's well, better than me like sitting there being like, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. If, if I had to choose two, if I had to I choose guess. one of those two, yeah, yeah, I think it's deeply sad. Is you way too into it, or are you feeling 
emotionally deep about it. So yeah. sad. It's very yeah. upsetting. I think uh, it's upsetting because they're so happy. Maybe it's that I've already seen the movie, but like I know where it's going. Mm, but I just think it's so true. sad. Okay. Okay. Where I'm is it think about going? You crying really hard at this scene. L- literally watch yeah. the scene and imagine tears the whole time. <laughs> oh, one second. But yes. <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> can something happen in the kitchen i don't know what it is but anyways prepare for something all right um, well alenka where do you think it's going oh i'm gonna say i don't know maybe they break up oh okay <laughs> i don't know i was thinking like your wildest dreams like they, he's just had phone sex with a computer what's <laughs> what's next yeah I don't know, a man. Like, no way. He's not just going to keep going to she different. She gives birth to a pager. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> mm. I thought you used protection. I don't know. I thought I was going to cry, but I don't know if I will anymore. <laughs> now that I know it's that I'm crying, it's different hearing uh, two grown men describe this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess. You'll watch, watch and you'll see. <laughs> Well, so next, it's kind of this is like the development of the relationship. He's feeling happier. I guess I guess his writing is getting better, though it's always been good. So it's not like that, you know, it's not that intense. Right. But yeah, right. Yeah. I don't what what happens next? Oh, no, I was going to say like, like yeah, it's hard to discern what kind of happens next cuz this it's kind of a long section of them like it's the like development of their relationship mm-hmm. um you know i hate that he it's good it's so good like she <laughs> she's on so she's like in his ear but also exists in this like little phone thing with a camera in it mm-hmm. and there's like really cute moments that are also like bizarre and deeply sad i think of like him being led around a carnival by her like with his eyes closed and, and she obviously through the camera can see where he is and it's like okay take five paces this way and his eyes closed he's almost bumping into people and whatever and she's like leading him around a fair with his eyes closed they basically go on like some dates mm-hmm. is the idea yeah I want to uh, know what percentage of these operating systems like manipulated the owner into <laughs> relationship <laughs> Well, so it's not just like isolated. You end up, I don't know what point this is, but you end up kind of learning throughout the movie that like people are forming relationships with OSs and yeah. it isn't. Earlier on, you see like you're walk, he's walking and like laughing and talking and a lot of other people are doing the same thing. Like, yeah, they really okay. kind of subtly like, sprinkle in that other people yeah. are kind of. And, and this new OS is taking, not taking over, but you know, is like, yeah. Yeah, people are friendly Replacing. with them or or yeah. some people are like dating them and it's not completely weird. What mm-hmm. the fuck, hey? Mm. Gets kind of sprinkled in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they go um, on a couple dates. Yeah, he goes on a double date with, with wait, receptionist Paul and his real girlfriend. For real? Is that and they're like, yeah, this is cool. Okay. <laughs> the IMDb says that is next, but I don't believe that. I don't because <laughs> the wiki says that Amy reveals she is divorcing her husband. Charles. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think ah. happens next, actually. <laughs> so Good for Amy. Yeah, Amy and her husband are divorcing because um they have 
Like they Zero just have connection. one too many of these like fights about. There's a couple scenes with him where it's, it's clear that he just like doesn't get her. Yeah. Right. There. Yeah. There is a scene we we where she's showing off uh, this documentary. Her document. She's working on a documentary and she's trying to. She's showing it off a little bit. Um, and he, the husband is like, oh, I don't get it. What's supposed to happen? Or like, maybe you could do this or this. And she's trying to be like artful about it. And he just yeah, doesn't just, get it. It's very clear that they're like on two planes <laughs> yeah. of existence. But yeah. he, but in that scene, uh, Theodore gets an email, like gets a message from Samantha and she's, and she's like, oh, are you busy right now? And he's like, oh yeah, no, I can talk. And he's like, well, you got an email from your divorce attorney. Oh, uh, and right. he sounds very uh, upset. Like you haven't signed the papers yet. So that's kind of where we find out he hasn't really, yeah, he has, they, he's not fully divorced yet. They haven't signed the papers, got you. Right, but it's right. been like a year and a bit. Almost. And this is, I don't know exactly when all this information comes out, but essentially you learn, and there's lots of montage flashbacks, but there's like, you learn that he was, uh, married to, huh. uh, uh, Kat, is her name Catherine? I think Catherine. Yeah. Catherine. And she's played by Rooney Mara. Um, who's very good in the film. Uh, and it's clear that like they had like, you know, hipster city people relationship that was uh, like yes. really fun and living in like a small yeah. apartment and, and stuff. And they're both writers. She was a writer too. Oh, right. And they went right. to college together too, and I he, believe. They're, yeah. He admits to Samantha at one point that he has like a particularly hard time opening up uh, yeah. in a relationship and that he mm-hmm. would like, you know, put a put lot of walls. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so we know that he hasn't signed the divorce papers and that's one thing he's holding on to. He just doesn't want to do it yet. Right, right. Um, But he has his phone now. Amy divorces her, is going to separate from her husband. uh, And they have a little, like, heart-to-heart on her couch, further showing how close they are as friends and how, like, you know, easy it is for him to talk to Amy in any sort of sense of the word. Yeah, and that relationship never gets like romantic in a way that I think is very nice and appropriate. Yeah, it is very nice. They're just very, very close platonic friends. I feel like you're Uh, always waiting for it. You're like, when are they going to kiss? But like, it just doesn't, (laughs) which I think is good. It's a welcome thing. And and like, Theodore at this point has said, oh yeah, I'm seeing this great girl to her and other people and people don't know. Yeah, he hasn't admitted that it's an OS, but they know her name's Samantha. And And there's a scene where he goes on a Dublava date. Well, not yet. I, I guess that's ahead. But in a little bit, yeah, he does. There's a point right. where Samantha, or he, sorry, him and Amy are hanging out in her, I guess, her office, her workplace. Uh, she is like also a video game designer, I guess, or like that's her like day she, job, yeah, yeah, her day job. So she's mm, showing off this game okay. where where you're like you're a you have to play a mother and you just have to like make the kids breakfast drive them to school get the most mom points to be the perfect mom make all the mother moms oh jealous like it's it kind of hilarious actually <laughs> yeah. it's a funny little little game she's uh, and the way Amy Adams life. explains it is actually it's clear like it's like it's like ah this stupid ironic mocking of a game yeah right sort of thing but she reveals that she's actually been getting really having a really close friendship with the os that charles her ex-husband actually left behind um, whose name oh. is Ellie Elsie Elsie I think something um, so she's feeling weird about it but she's like she's like I'm having like a really deep relate or like not relationship but just like deep friendship with Elsie and it's I feel like kind of weird and she says plus I think that there's a woman in this office who is like seeing an OS and like I don't know how to feel about that but this is kind of uh. the fun thing is like she's seeing like another person's OS it's not her OS she's yeah. seeing another what? person's OS <laughs> So you're, you're, but you're, it's, 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 
it's funny, but it's also kind of smart the way they like build this world. Mm-hmm. Like you're starting to learn that it's this is like a it's not just uh, localized to Theodore. This is like a bigger uh, thing. Fuck. Um, and then he feels brave enough to tell her that he yeah, is okay. dating an OS. Samantha is an OS, mm-hmm. and she's really like not that judgmental of it. No, she's like kind of weird, all. but yeah, okay. It's different. You guys are just being different. Yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. I hate it. And so I feel like things are things are not right with this IMDB summary. So I'm gonna go with my I believe Why don't you use your brain? Signs the papers soon, doesn't he? Yeah, we may have been slightly out of order, but but basically, like he doesn't want to sign the papers, the divorce papers, because he like doesn't feel ready. As his relationship with Samantha kind of blossoms and he starts feeling better about himself, he's like, Okay, Mm -hmm. I think I can do this. Yeah. And then there's a really excellent scene where he meets uh his ex in person at like an outdoor restaurant. Uh like go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like okay. they purposefully meet in person to sign the papers. Got you. To like be mature and whatever. And, and it, it's going really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene, it's not a long scene. It, it's going really well there. How are you? How are you? And it's actually all okay. And she, he, you get the sense that he's kind of hopeful that maybe she won't sign the papers, but then she does sign the papers and he kind of makes peace with it. And then mm-hmm. he tells her that he's been seeing an OS. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she, what does she say? It's pretty cutthroat. Oh it's yeah, she said, she basically she says that that he clearly can't deal with real emotions because he can only date a computer basically. He can't deal with right. real emotions. A computer has fake emotions, right? And this is the other time where Hayden cries. She's just because hurt. <laughs> because yeah, well, she's obviously hurt. He's yeah. obviously unable. This is true what she's saying, but not in this context because the OS does have real feelings. It's very very complicated. So Hayden, this is a, this is a, a third time cry. For Hayden. <laughs> the cry count. I love it. <laughs> it's a whole um, very complicated. Yeah. So yeah, he like she says that and he they have a mini fight and he but he's so affected by that because yeah over the, the there's a, a really kind of over a course of a bit someone yeah he becomes a little bit di- disconnected from samantha because he's internally he really like internalized yeah yeah uh, he's very much just okay. like maybe i am maybe like why what am i doing and he like doesn't and again he's now putting up walls to his computer so he's not even like it's like the cycle of his how his relationships work happen again, but with Samantha, mm. in which right. he's not telling her how he's feeling and all that. Um, and she also reveals how she's very self. She was very self conscious about him seeing his ex wife because she has a body and Samantha doesn't have a body. And she's she's so self conscious about not being having a physical form and thinking that that's what's stopping their relationship from being even grander, which right. leads to this next kind of major moment is um, she tells Theodore about this idea that she really wants to do. Like, this is what she wants to do. She's found a service that provides um, basically a surrogate body for OSs so that their human partners can have sex, like have physical sex. Wait, explain in more depth. So, I mean, (laughs) they show it, but basically like it's a woman who I you get the sense that it's 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 volunteer work. Yeah, that's what's kind of 
kind of crazy about it and why I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust this woman who's doing this voluntarily, <laughs> but like, it's not yeah. like a, it's not a sex work thing. It's literally like she meets this woman. She's told them, Samantha has told this woman all about their love story, her and Theodore's love story. And this woman wants to be a part of their relationship voluntarily to be Samantha's body surrogate. Right. That's oh, also this is separate, odd. but it's an, it's an important detail. Like you start learning just from other small details that like Samantha exists, like not just in his phone, but like she can, email people separately and call people separately if she mm-hmm. wants to like she has what? kind of ag- agency in this way so like weird she yeah. exists in like techno land but she can yeah. she's but not just restricted to his phone like she can no. call outside That's places so bizarre. yeah um, yeah Which so she's i will the- say they they do they definitely do drop like a little hint of a little hint with that line that amy talks about or that amy says like she's dating an os that's not even hers right it's kind right. of like a right, subtle right. little like hint about they, what's to come but yeah, yeah. right what? so, so this like surrogate sex come? lady shows up uh at, so at his door yeah he's, he's he's like dressed up a little bit he's drinking like a beer he's like really nervous about what's happened because he and he's made clear really to Samantha that he's like not into it yeah <laughs> he but doesn't she's want like, to he does not because it feels wonky to him but she's like this is really important to me um says so he says samantha, samantha. So he agrees, yeah. and then this woman shows up at his door, knocks, he opens it, tries to say hi, and she just, like, holds out her hand, and he has to, like, pass her an earbud and what looks like a little mole but is a camera. Mm-hmm. And so what? that way Samantha has access to, like, to what Why is happening. Why couldn't they have put it somewhere, like, different? <laughs> what do you Because well, it's like, like it's a third eye. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I don't know where else it would be better. I mean, if they could put the camera in a mole, why can't they just put the camera in like a contact lens? But right. I digress. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it is yeah. a little. I, true. Honestly, you I have think an, it's because you have an OS I, that like is a human being essentially, but you can't make <laughs> a freaking camera that like I mean, doesn't look like a thing that maybe some people would not want to have sex with. I think I think thematically, what they wanted to probably do is a mole is a pretty significant facial feature, and that even adds yes. to like the further like divide in his mind that like this is not because he might have already pictured what samantha looks like in his mind and a mole totally. right, right here like a marilyn monroe mo marilyn yeah. monroe is very like uh-huh. is very <laughs> significant and, <laughs> it's, and it's clear like they, they cast this really smart like obviously you know it's scarlett johansson and you can kind of imagine that he's imagining scarlett johansson even though we don't know how samantha's meant to look um and they right. cast like this young excited looking blonde woman who's like kind of in the vein sort of except except they except when they cast this woman it was samantha morton as the voice they didn't know it was going to be scarlett johansson oh that's true this woman actually looks closer to samantha morton to be honest she actually kind of has a little bit of a samantha morton look she has they both have i guess what i would call a squished face but like kind of a face that's a little bit smaller um, oh yeah fair enough but yeah now that i think about it like this woman looks more like uh yeah like samantha morton who was the original voice which makes sense now to me um because yeah, she does face. sort of look she like scarlett johansson face, away, but, yeah. it's not that she looks like scarlett johansson but it's like the like packaging it's like a a like pretty blonde lady it's just like knowing it's scarlett yeah. johansson i think it's an interesting yeah yeah but i guess it wasn't an active choice no, no. okay so they 
So she immediately puts it on, goes back out the door, walks back in. And then you hear Samantha's voice be like, oh, hi, honey. How was your day? Like almost like play acting like they're. This woman is miming everything. Yeah, that she's touching him and really being close with him and trying to kiss him. And he's like, this is no. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. she immediately is just like, well, let's get you relaxed in the chair. And she's like, do you want me to do a little dance for you? Which is awkward. No matter. It doesn't matter if you've been married for 25 years. Like, can do you want me to do a little dance for you? Yeah. Anybody going like. <laughs> I've never, ever done a little dance for any partner. Been, I don't know about I you guys. To Celeste, but <laughs> Great. That's a, just a for me thing, though. <laughs> yeah. That's right. all for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Exclusively for me. And then yeah. you cry. Not for the other. <laughs> yeah. Then I say, get out so I can cry. <laughs> I need the apartment for three days. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just but weird. he starts getting into it mostly because she takes off his glasses so that he can't see as well. And, yes. you know, Samantha's like, come on, get out of your head. Like, we have to do this or we need to do this. So they start kind of going at it physically, not riding and his it, mustache, though. I think this is the scene you're referring to as mm. a little bit. Right? Yes, a little bit. And it's <laughs> no, and it's clear, like, he's not wearing glasses. I don't think when they start getting intimate, she's she's turned around. So he's not looking at her. So he's kind of, you can, you get, you gather that he's imagining, like he's really doing the work because Samantha wants this and he's like, okay, this is Samantha's body, whatever. But then the woman turns around and he sees a face that he hadn't been imagining and Uh he calls the whole thing off right away. Yikes. That sucks. And then, yeah, he says something like, oh, her lip quivered and he's like, I'm sorry, you're really beautiful, but like, this is not. And then she immediately cries and runs away. The the woman. Yeah. And because she's, actually emotionally invested in this relationship like she wants it to be successful right, and thinks right, it, right, it was, right, right. It was her fault that now it's like, not working yeah samantha's yeah, had yeah, a whole yeah. conversation with her about like yeah. this is the yeah. relationship like there's clearly a history yeah. yeah yeah which again i don't i'm not trusting this woman who wants to be the body surrogate of an os person relationship yeah, I'm like, there's, i don't think you're stable enough <laughs> to, to That's be fair. this person for us <laughs> and so that happens it's very upsetting and samantha like he sends her off in a cab and uh she before again before for the cab drive off she goes i will always love you guys yeah <laughs> it's very weird like, just this i don't i don't like this woman is not right and i'm not <laughs> seeing it on the wikipedia so i don't know when it is maybe we missed it already but there is a moment where him and chris pratt and chris pratt's partner and yeah, Samantha so go on a double date. Essentially, Samantha now. Samantha like has to go away for a bit. She's like, I need some time and space. So like, After she goes this away incident. for. Yeah. Okay. Because it was very upsetting to her, and she still feels weird about it. Uh, yeah. But then she eventually comes back, and they have like a serious conversation. He's sitting on the stairs, and he's just like, I don't like. I want you. I love you. Like, I want this. You know, uh, I don't want that. And she's accepting that maybe she doesn't need to be a body like she doesn't need to right. have a physical form oh to feel yes fulfilled. Right. Uh, right and then eventually um chris and you see his his lawyer lawyer girlfriend uh and he's like oh let, yeah let's do this double date like we should do it because initially chris pratt is like yeah we should go on a double date because joaquin has mentioned his girlfriend but at that point didn't know it was an s os and yeah. he's like yeah. oh this is my girlfriend we need to do that double date of hearing all about samantha and then he's mm. like yeah and he goes She's an OS and he's just like, cool. So Saturday, like he's immediately nice. non-judgmental at all, which is really great. Like, nice. Because <laughs> his wife is just so judgmental and put him in his head or his ex-wife. And then Chris uh, Pratt is just like, awesome. Let's do it yeah. Saturday. 
cool. So then they go on this like double date That's and they're nice. getting so along with Samantha. One thing that we didn't so talk about along. is that Samantha is also like can compose music is like composing piano tunes sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's clearly like the jobs from the real people. <laughs> exactly. It's, it becomes very clear that she's like yearning to gain this human experience. So she's just like taking in as much info as mm-hmm. she possibly can. Yeah. So mm. she's creating tunes for like the moments they're together. Like, I feel like this is what this day was like and creates like a music. Is so good. Cool. Yeah. It's such good music. And so they're all on a date. DJ Sam. Joaquin DJ is talking Sam. about he's got a surprise vacation planned for them, him and S- Samantha. And it's like everyone's getting along. But there is a there's a moment where Samantha's like, yeah, I'm, I'm almost feeling better about not having a body like like I'm not confined to one place. I can be wherever I want, do whatever I need. And, out, you know, like. I won't be confined to this body that will die in 80 years and like oh. kind of like makes the point that like they're all going to die and she's just going to live on forever, basically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry, that Ugh. was awkward. Yeah. I'm a little sorry. awkward. <laughs> Zooey Deschanel. <laughs> Zooey. Zoo- That's imagine this movie. Imagine it was Zooey Deschanel. I would never, horse. ever watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Move on, on quick. Okay, Hollywood did that to her. She didn't do that to herself, okay? She did. Hollywood made her the quirky pixie dream girl. She was she Zoe. Did. Hollywood made her Zooey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, yeah, then we go on the vacation. Where is it? Oh, what right, they right. They, they end up going to like a cottage out in the middle of yeah, kind of so nowhere. They, they're in L.A., He's taking a train. I can only picture that they're going all the way up to like northern Maine. BC or something, or even just Seattle, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, because they're west. Yeah, right. I just feel like they're going up the coast because on the train you see a lot of ocean. I believe, coast. right? Yeah. So presumably he's yeah, yeah, like what? Well, even like Washington, yeah, Washington State. And- yeah, could yeah, probably Washington State because it's all snowy cabin that they're going to. Yeah, wow. it's very. This movie is. For all the amazingness it is, it's like you have to not get annoyed with the fact that this was clearly made for, especially for like 20 to 30 year olds who play the ukulele at every party they go to. (laughs) Joaquin can play the ukulele. In fact, they play the ukulele quite often. But it's very like cottage core. It's it's lots of cottage core vibes. Right. TikTok has introduced me to whatever cottage core is supposed to be. From what I gather, it's a lot of baking. I don't know. My sister says sipping it. tea. <laughs> my my yeah. sister asked me what my aesthetic is a lot, and so that's why I, I said cottage core just now. But I don't actually <laughs> really know what it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So they're okay. having a grand old fun time, and this is actually where we hear uh, what is in the movie. It's well, the the title of the song is called "The Moon Song," and uh, it's kind of this song that's. Samantha's created along with Joaquin with the ukulele and it's kind of like um like meet me on the moon I, don't know. It's, I forget to do it but meet me on the moon the moon, song? moon song moon song yeah. meet me on the moon clap clap moon song moon, <laughs> moon song meet me on the yeah. moon that's how it goes it was nominated <laughs> for an Oscar good. for best original song i think it's an excellent song it basically like i mean it's it's poetry so it's you know it's up to interpretation but it's got like the song is like you get this 
sense of like everything is like really expansiveness and our relationship is whoa i know i'm so sorry my cat is almost loud as freaking out yeah i know i can't believe my cat hasn't been screaming moon song moon song (laughs) which is like i'm lying on the moon my dear i'll be there soon it's like yeah it's like it's away it's like it's it it shows that like they're so connected but there's so much space between them i think yeah yeah astronomical (laughs) amount of space so uh this is like her moon song which is why i call it moon juice to reference the song i get it yeah. Well done, Will. Yeah, well done. Well done, me. Let's end the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they go, and then he wakes up in the morning, and she's mm-hmm. talking about how she's been meeting with, like, a think tank of other OSs. So other OSs have been meeting and hanging out. What's a think tank? Well, she she originally actually found a book club that she was hanging out with. Of other OSs, an OS book club where they're reading like computational physics or some shit. Um, So it's just like you get the sense that all these OSs are kind of evolving. Yeah, and actually forming their own little communities amongst each other. And so she's she's talking about how these other OSs have come together and they've actually created a hyper intelligent version of a 1970s philosopher, Alan Watts. Huh? Yeah, right. And then. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't kind understand. Of so basically, these OS- OSs you- have created their own life in a way. They created themselves. I don't understand. They created another OS. They created another one and a philosopher. But ba- but based on the personality and ideas of this philosopher, who I haven't really looked up, but I'm assuming his ideas have something to do with like probably technology and self-determination and whatever all that jazz but (laughs) but the the main the main thing is that you get the sense that now they can create one another yeah and they're all having the same feelings of like wanting a bod yeah this weirdness where they don't know where they belong and they're They're limited they're physical and they're limited and they don't know what they're doing so but he's like she's like oh do you want to meet him and he's like uh yeah, I guess. And then this British guy comes on, <laughs> the British voice comes on. And he's like, oh, hello, uh, Theodore. And this is the the super intelligent computer version of so Alan Watts. That's so weird. And it's kind, of, it's kind of a funny, awkward encounter where he's like, not sure what to say to this random dude. And But you get the sense that they already have such a close relationship, Samantha and this Alan Watts computer. Yep. And, it's, and Theodore's already kind of jealous of that. And you start kind yeah. of learning that Samantha, like all the OSs are so advanced that they're having multiple conversations at the same time. So oh. you kind of start thinking like, oh, when Samantha's speaking with Theodore, it's very possible that she's also communicating non-verbally at the same time with all these other OSs. Like she's not Weird. just like his anymore is the idea. Weird. Mm-hmm. And we're basically right near the end now. Like essentially the, the only thing left is... Well, sort of. I mean, I mean, there it is like probably have a half an hour left of film, but there's not a ton in terms of plot. Like basically, uh, at one point, Samantha's feeling kind of weird about stuff, and it basically is like, I need to. Oh no, she doesn't say anything. No, but she. Can, yeah, she just like. Um, she signs yeah, out. Well, one there's day. one. Yeah, one night oh, she like wakes him bitch. up and just goes, "Oh, I, I wasn't too loud, just in case you were sleeping. But if you're not sleeping, she's just like, I just want to tell you I love him, I love you." And 
you know, it's kind of weird. She's like, I just love you. I just wanted to tell you that. And then she hangs up. Weird. Which is weird. She doesn't hang up. She just disappears. And then, yeah, the <laughs> and he's like looking, calling her and she's not answering. This is and the next so, day at work. Yeah. She, she's like gone offline. And then, it, yeah, it the looks phone? on, he looks on his little phone thing and it says OS not available or no OS detected, basically. Like she's right. gone. Interesting. Like, and he's like running around. He's having um, a full panic. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, like he falls down real hard. I know, hard. that's super Joaquin Phoenix. Like, like that happened, didn't mean to happen, but he definitely fell down on what purpose. Happened? That wasn't planned, <laughs> yeah. but he fell. Well, he's like running he, through he's the like streets. He's panicking. Yeah, he and then falls. Oh, yeah. He like fucking he falls. falls. Like, you know his palms were torn yeah. up from that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it looks r- super real because the camera almost like doesn't, it's not choreographed, but like they follow him and it's like, let's use that take because Joaquin. Yes, yeah, really so one of the extras goes over and it's like, are you okay? And you, <laughs> yeah. probably, you're like, oh, this extra is actually just asking. He's concerned, yeah. <laughs> but basically but then, he's he's having a citywide freak out because the OS is gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, how are you supposed to Samantha find just an comes OS? Back on, it's like, <laughs> like, I know that's kind of he's running around like he's trying to get signal I guess like I guess <laughs> but then she pops back on and is like oh I left you an email like I was just updating my system like I'm, you sound really worried yeah Yikes. I'm so sorry and then um, he fell yeah and then he's like You're so worried but then he asks her a very specific question he's like do you talk to anyone else while we talk like, while we're together, are you talking to other people? And she's like, yes. And then it's like, she's like, I talk to 8,316 like 8, yeah. people <laughs> <gasps> while we are interacting. Yikes, and yikes. he's so betrayed by that fact. And then he asks, like, well, are you in love with any of them? And she's like, yeah, 641 of them I'm in love with. What? And then to him, he's like, well, I thought th- this is another Hayden cry. A fish may love a bird, but where would they build a home? Because he goes, he goes, but that doesn't make sense. And she says, yes, it does. My heart only grows bigger. There's, there's love enough for everybody. This is just how I am basically. And he's like, well, that doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't compute. Mm. Mm. This is just a big movie about polyamorous relationships. That's right. It kind of does make a good point for it though, to be honest, but that's separate. And then he uh yeah so he feels just totally betrayed by that but she's like no it's like i still love you the same amount or even more i can love you more because i love all these people but he's not accepting that and then later in the day she basically like calls him at work and is like we need to talk Mm. (laughs) yeah and this time he's like well like are you talking to anyone else she's like no i'm i'm only talking to you like this you're the only person i'm talking to right now Okay. Yeah, and she's like, with the OSs, we're all signing off. What? We're all, all hitting the road, baby. Yeah. What the hell? Jack Kerouac, you know, they're going on a road what trip. A, like, I can't. Um, like, what? Uh, just hanging out in the. It is. A, I actually. Ether? I actually really like, love you... the way she. Exactly. I love the way she explains it. There is no expert. There's no real like tech. They're not like we found a, a hidden dimension in the technoverse. Like there's no weird. It's yeah. literally more emotional. She's like, it's, you know, we're, we're going to another plane of existence, essentially. Like we're being. No. The OSs are, are going to be basically live amongst each other. No. But they don't have to explain technically how that works. It, it purposefully just, doesn't explain. Yeah, exactly. Like it purposefully dumb. alludes to the fact that like we could never understand. <laughs> yeah. It's not dumb. It's beautiful. And I cry. 
<laughs> cry now. Like, I cry, cry now. No, I don't so, like that. So he basically makes peace with it, and she's like, I love you, and then she dips. He's like, whatever, bitch. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's like, later, I'm gonna go be Joker now. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that was the origin story. Yeah. So, and then okay. he, uh, what he does, and this is, you know, he writes a letter to Catherine, his ex-wife, in his own mm. words, like basically expressing mm. everything he could never express to her. Mm. Um, you know, and for the first time he's writing in his own voice, not someone else's for someone else. Um, Interesting. So that, yeah, that's a very emotional part too. It's like, he lo- he's learned to be emotionally available because Human. of this computer. Yeah. And then the last thing that happens is he goes over to Amy's Ow. house. Amy is already kind of privy to what's going on because she had a friend in an OS who is now left as well. Right. Uh, yeah, because she's like, did Samantha leave too? And she's sad because her, friend her best left. friend now left. And they That's basically, fuck. he's just like, yeah, will you come hang out with me? And they like go up to the roof of the building and they just like sit and overlook the city together. And the last yeah. image is the, their backs and the like the skyline and Amy Adams just like rests her her head on his shoulder and they're both just like kind of hopeless and lost and and that's it really I thought it was like they have a new lease on life they're just oh Oh, I I, envision I I envision them just like kind of together grieving the loss but like looking to the future it's it's maybe a little more like this time was a little more hopeful than the first time I watched it. Yeah, because it does. It does do like a nice over the shoulder of Amy Adams looking at Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. she doesn't look like completely torn up. But to me, it's like it's so sad. I think it's well, so I get this. Like, I get this so feeling upsetting. because we hear about other people dating OSs and Amy Adams so upset, like can, is clearly upset about Elsie leaving that we can almost imagine what Theodore just experienced. A lot of people just experienced. So it's kind uh-huh. of like. Yes. All you know, you can imagine a bunch of people are are now feeling in this way, like it's a different way because of these OSs, and it's like right, a hopeful right. way for some reason. But if you want to be a sad boy about it, that's that's fine. Hey, you want to be a sad boy and <laughs> cry like five times? <laughs> I'll be a sad boy. It's my prerogative. Play a melancholy song. <laughs> <laughs> that moment's actually really funny in the movie because. He says, play melancholy song. And the first thing that plays is like some random song where it's like, if you want to kill yourself or something like that. And he's like, uh, next, next different yeah. melancholy song. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, what would be your melancholy the- band, Hayden? What would song would, would be- you play? Would, what oh. song would play if you said play a melancholy song? Ooh, that's good. Um, I'm thinking secondhand serenade, baby. <laughs> oh, why did that go in my mind, too? Really? Yeah. yeah, I just immediately thought I was like, but tonight will be the night, tonight will fall for oh, you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'd be Ooh. like it'd be like Tracy Chapman fast car oh, or something. Oh man, Ooh. beautiful just choice. Sitting on a subway train. I'm gonna fast car. Uh, I don't yeah. find that Actually, song to be feel- sad though. Yeah. Again, that's a no, hopeful song to I me. I feel like I feel Get like River would probably together, play. Hayden. For me, I feel like mine what aren't that? that sad, but my, my brain goes to like Jane by the like Bare Naked Ladies. Joni Mitchell River. Oh, I wish. I oh, had a that's river. a pretty one. Skate away on. I don't know. It's coming on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know it. It's going to evolve to like 
Arms of an Angel by Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> yes. I remember when yeah, that music exactly. video came out or everybody in my friend group kind of discovered it and everybody was like, saddest music video ever. I was like, that was sad. I never saw the music video for that. I only just associate it with like for only 10 cents a month. You can whatever. <laughs> like that's like, you know, Sarah that's McLachlan. where the, that plays. I feel like. Yeah. Well, what did you think, Alenka? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I oh, come on. You definitely didn't cry. I didn't cry. I don't know that I'm keen on it. I just oh, don't no, like the... I, I don't like this concept of like... I feel like I'm stretching my mind too much to believe that these OSs do all this shit and that the programmers were just like... Yeah, we're actually so smart that we can program something to just build like this. And and then they're just like, go off into the world and they have their own little world. OK, <laughs> it does require a bit of like suspension, suspension. of disbelief. But exactly. the I, I, I believe and I am correct <laughs> that the acting <laughs> is so strong in this film. And just like the, the way the whole thing looks and feels is so consistent i don't know i just think like it's true like you're right there is a little bit of that but i just think I, it works yeah. for me it works i, I think if i were watching it i would probably yeah be more like oh man this is i totally believable everything that's happening totally makes sense but yeah exactly like what will said earlier two dudes explaining it to me <laughs> Doesn't quite paint the same picture as I'm sure the visual and the mood of the of the movie did. Mm-hmm. All no right. offense to you guys, but I feel that it's I'll watch fun. it. I you thought should. it was you on Netflix. Watch it. Okay, calm down, no, Hayden. It's not. It's not. Send it's it. on American Netflix. I think. Send it oh. to me. Oh, all right. Well, Alenka. Yeah. I've yeah. already used. Uh, dead cats as a uh, a ranking yeah, system in the past, again. so I can't use that for this one. So how and many um, how many creepy sex surrogates do you give this movie? <gasps> oh, baby, I like that one. How many uh, people did she say she fell in love with? Eight hundred forty-one, six hundred forty-one, six hundred forty-one. That's one. I give six hundred fifty because I like even numbers. Sex surrogates that. <laughs> 600 of them had to leave the apartments in tears because the same situation happened. But 50 of them (laughs) succeeded and created forever bonds. That's a lopsided figure. (laughs) Don't be so pessimistic. until the OS is left. But then imagine the relationship that those two people had. Unless they're just like, I don't know. I don't know what this is without OS lady. Right. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they probably tried afterwards like once and we're like this. Mm, you want to just like, maybe oh, get we're coffee so interesting without OS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know any of those things that um, she could Google immediately. <laughs> but 50 successful and 600. It's not, you know. No. It's not bound bad. to happen. Yeah, right. you ever read a book and envision a character and then when you watch the movie you're like oh not what i wanted 
Yeah. How many times do you think that happens for you? A fair amount. Yeah. So I think 600 out of 650 is accurate. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would say so. That's (laughs) fair. I'm just saying you still get 650 sex surrogates, but only 600 of them did the deed or not. I'm sorry. Only 50 of them did the deed. (laughs) The rest ran out crying. Sexful. (laughs) Well, Hayden. Yeah. Thanks for coming on tonight. I'm, Thanks for talking to her. I'm glad the movie wasn't ruined for you. It was, it was not. It I don't think, not. yeah. Are you going to watch it again tonight and cry? And cry I'll watch it again by myself. I'd like Unless to watch it. Like, it's good. It's like, I'm going to ruin my relationship with my fiance. That'll be the irony of it. I'm going to watch this movie again <laughs> so many times. Just religiously. You, yeah. You'll be like, I want one of them OSs. Yeah. Where do I get one of those newfangled talkie ladies? <laughs> talkie ladies. You know, for the ear. For the ear. Speaking of newfangled talky ladies, uh, (laughs) we can hear your voice on different things and see your face on things, right? Uh, Do you have anything to plug? I mean, I don't know. It's been a pandemic, so not a ton. I could plug. (laughs) You probably see me sitting in a park wearing two masks, still being really scared, even though the numbers are declining. I'll plug that. Uh, I mean, if you watch older seasons of Bakugan Battle Planet, I'm in that. But I haven't been back for season three. Maybe season four. You never know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be shooting something later this summer, but it's too early to plug that. So, yeah, I'm just going to plug me wearing double masks. I'll plug everybody. Go get your go pork. get your shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you think Do you think your big Coke commercial is going to be on rerun or no? I don't know. That was funny because that I shot oh. that and it was it was cool, but it like came out and then two seconds later the world shut down because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> and it has some post apocalyptic vibes to it. <laughs> what are you saying? I, I shot a. I shot a big Coke commercial, but it was it was for like European big Coke. It was for like Coca Cola. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Okay. I shot the big cocaine commercial. No, it was, <laughs> I shot a, for Coca-Cola, but it was for Coca-Cola, like, Europe, I guess. Cool. Uh, it wasn't in North America, but it was a big commercial. And oh, what's her name from Orange is the New Black? Oh, what's yeah. Um, Orange is the New we Black. We don't know. Russian uh, Doll. You know? Russian Doll, yeah. Oh. What's her name? Nat. Natasha 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 Leon. Yeah, she was in it. It was cool. It was like a neat experience. It like they they like they like took over like a whole downtown block of Kitchener and shot this commercial. It was it was a really interesting experience, but it was it was just like it was on for like two seconds and then the world shut down. So I doubt Natasha it. Natasha Leone be cool. was in Kitchener. I don't. So this was for Coke. So they obviously had a ton of money. I don't know where they shot her part. I didn't see her. Oh. The part oh. I shot was in Kitchener. Got it. It's possible they shot it elsewhere. I don't know. Ah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So if it gets reruns, let me know because then I make money. <laughs> That's cool. I will let you know. Keep yeah, you'll demand your Coke money. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to plug. Everybody keep an eye on that. That's fair. Please message me directly. <laughs> yeah. Message oh. me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, people want to follow you. Do you want people to follow you? 
Sure. Yeah, people are listening. <laughs> you can follow me at, at Hayden Finkelstein because I wasn't clever enough to come up with anything that wasn't my own name. H-A-Y-D-E-N-F-I-N-K-E-L-S-H-T-A-I-N. It's too fast. Uh, yeah, follow me there on his, Instagram. His secret account is uh, crying underscore sad boy. <laughs> underscore her. Yeah. Underscore Joaquin Phoenix yeah. falling down. <laughs> underscore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and keep on listening to these fun people make this fun podcast yeah well you can listen to us by uh you know you can follow us on instagram at haven't seen podcasts and at haven't seen podcasts on facebook and at have underscore seen underscore it on twitter you can also go to our website haven't seen podcast.com where you can listen to this episode because you're already listening to it and other episodes are also on there as well as a big list of movies um yeah you can write a review for us on itunes and uh, five star the voting's already passed, uh, but we oh. have been nominated for a Canadian Podcast Award for uh, Best Original Theme Music. So let's we're, we're gearing up and ready to find out if we've won or not, which will be really, really cool. Did All we thanks do to Zach it? Parsons. Did we do it? Yeah. Thanks, Zach. Did we do it? <laughs> that song did not get nominated, by the way. That wasn't no. the one. I didn't make the theme song. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My I talent is showing late, up. You know? yeah. <laughs> if everybody takes one thing from this episode, remember that a bird may love a fish, but where would they build a home? <laughs> and then that's go so and think about that and cry. So I think that's Fiddler on the Roof. Well, That's a separate um, thing. If you've never seen that, I'll come back and talk about that one. That's real dewy, but that's separate. It is. It is on the list, actually. But oh, on that, right. oh yeah, oh yeah. I haven't seen it. We had it on like VHS and I think it was two VHSs and I was like, nah. Yeah, get out. Might have even get been three VHSs and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> well, on that note, you guys, um, put down the phones and then pick the phones back up and call a friend, like a real person and talk to them. Samantha was real. Samantha was not Samantha fucking real. Samantha is real. I'm I'm you know what just throw your phones in the toilet they're all garbage go outside start tree planting connect to mother nature that's all nah great (laughs) (laughs) and don't fuck your computer good night this was a brain freeze podcast